Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> We just needed to like um, take a few takes at that because I think there was just a sudden giggliness that came over us. That's hilarious. There was indeed. Yeah. There was indeed. Yeah. I yeah. think I've obviously got mm. that kind of um, post-holiday madness where you're you... not quite sure what's going on. Oh my God, you've got the glow. Tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a lovely time actually. It was so mm. super nice to be away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we went to Cyprus. We spent uh, just four nights there. So it was quite a short short break but mm. felt like a really long time actually oh. and we had um some overnight stops in Gatwick on the way there and on the way back mm. um which always kind of prolongs the the holiday a little yeah so yeah it yeah. was good it was good <gasps> oh my gosh yes it must have felt so human yes it was it's just so mm-hmm. nice getting on a plane mm-hmm. and just going to different places having some nice meals oh, meals seeing yeah. some sunshine <gasps> And did you have Greek food? I, I asked for my ancestors. Yes, we had some Greek food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's lovely there. Really yeah. nice. Yeah, lots of nice oh. feta and fresh <gasps> salads. And oh. also eat lots of naughty things like chips as well. And oh. um, made the mistake of eating on scales yesterday. Ooh, oh, that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to do that after you get back from a trip. That oh is not my what God, I don't know what possessed do. me. I honestly kind of, I don't know if I was just maybe really so hopeful that it wouldn't have been as bad as I thought it was, but right. it really was as Delusion. bad as I thought it was. <laughs> That's so funny. So yeah, note oh to self. I always know that you should never weigh yourself in the afternoon either, always first thing oh, in the morning. of course. Yeah. 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 So, oh my gosh, that, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was like a double mistake yesterday. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so don't do that. And as no. the physician in the room, I'm like, don't weigh yourself after your trip. <laughs> <laughs> Be kind to yourself. Oh, you know, I know. Sometimes yeah. it's good to shock yourself into some uh, better behavior, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Have to enjoy in, like loads of food and just eating mm. anything you wanted to. Back on the health kick now. Wait a minute. I'm not back on the health kick yet. Tell me about the wine. Tell me about the libations in Cyprus. It's just lovely, honestly. It's just so mm. nice. Just sitting in the sunshine and just enjoying some food and just, mm-hmm. it's lovely. Mm. Very nice. But we can't oh. live like that forever. We have to have some naughtiness with lots of goodness mixed in. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so we're back on the flagellation, you know, get on the, um, are you, do, remember when you, you, you've, wait, is there a, a bike? Wait a minute. Treadmill. You have a, oh, you have the treadmill, treadmill at home. Yeah. Is the treadmill collecting laundry or is it collecting miles? Of well, it's not quite collecting miles yet, but it's going to this week. It's going it's to okay. help me out no end. Oh, very good. Yeah. Excellent. Good times. Yeah. Ooh, awesome. Awesome. All yeah. right. So uh, what is the relationship desk of love coming in with uh, after her travels to Cyprus? Well, I do have some relationship um, love news today. Uh-huh. And this is not reflective of my holiday, I would just like to say, mm. as I start this article. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So, uh, I was reading an article about the one word that will destroy your relationship, according to the experts. Oh, 
Okay. Oh, <laughs> can I guess? Oh, uh, yeah, you can go for it. I mean, contempt for me is like the worst. Mm. But no, I think you're you're not. That's not where you're going. No. Um, uh, okay. Okay. Tell it's me. More a word you would use in in a uh, conversation. Fuck off is two words, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay (laughs) all right okay i'm out of guesses (laughs) okay Uh. (laughs) all right so according to uh to this article when you kind of scheduling lots of regular dates and you're appreciating the small gestures of putting your phone away and enjoying kind of dedicated time together then you should be congratulated you are getting off to a good start Mm. but however <laughs> there is one word that needs to be avoided if you want to have a strong bond in your relationship. Mm. And that one word is the word should. Oh, yes. Shoulding all over yourself. Yeah. <gasps> oh, and <it's>, yes. <laughs> and also, by the way, shouldn't as well also needs to be um, mm. avoided. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it goes on to say, why is this word so problematic? So according to a, um, to a psychologist, thinking should about someone you love or being on the receiving end of a should creates negative energy and over time can be toxic for your any relationship, especially mm-hmm. a loved one. Mm-hmm. Why is this word such a relationship buzzkill? It creates an unequal dynamic, says Dr. Cook. For example, when one partner tells another partner that they should be doing, they're putting themselves in a one-upmanship role Mm. while sending a message that their partner is inferior. Mm. So instead of using the word should, what you should be doing, that doesn't work, does it? (laughs) (laughs) The alternative, let's Mm. go with, Mm. is I would like ah yes yes so instead of saying you should load the dishwasher this way Mm. regular comment not Mm -hmm. from me i hasten to add are you sure (laughs) really you don't oh good for you no i should all over my dude (laughs) all the time (laughs) so instead of that it is i would like you to load the dishwasher this way or Mm. um you shouldn't drive so fast is reframed as I would like you to slow down. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So it says a simple switch um, allows us to eliminate shame, a mega relationship killer. And it takes time for a mindful approach. So instead, catch your toxic thoughts and um, disputes and change them will help you to be a much better partner in your relationship. Mm. 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 Oh my gosh, I have lots of I have lots of feelings and thoughts coming up. <laughs> it's wow, such yeah. a um it's a we do it to yeah. ourselves, I think, when we use the yeah. word should as well, because we like I should be eating healthier or I should be on my treadmill right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doesn't make so you get on the treadmill. No, it puts you yeah. in a, it does really put you in that position of kind of shame or I'm mm. lacking or I'm coming from a place where I um you know I'm not doing you know, it's a place of judgment isn't it so I'm mm. I'm placing judgment on myself for mm-hmm. something that I believe that I should be doing and I'm not because mm. there's something you know that I'd rather be doing instead and therefore I'm not doing it and so yeah. we're in this place of kind of self-judgment all the time mm. and I and I that's the same in a relationship so if I'm in a place of 
always looking at the with that critical eye of mm-hmm. this is what you know you should be doing or and and mm. also who's to say that I'm right and you're wrong who's to say that yeah. I can dictate that your should is the right one yeah, yeah. like who's yeah. to say that I can dictate how you should be behaving mm-hmm. um so it does it does give you food for thought I think about how not just the, the words that we say but also the thoughts that we have about our partner Oh my gosh, I don't know where, and my mind is just zipping to the, also the words always and never, you never yes. do this for me, or you're yeah, always yeah. doing this. Mm. It's the, the, the black and white kind of sticking labels on your partner that your partner yeah. never identified with or asked yeah. for, yeah. Uh, is, um, these absolutes are just so toxic as mm. well. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, there's just so much stuff that we do every mm. day that can actually sort of spread these kind of toxic seeds in our relationship and it mm. oh my gosh yeah. wow it creates this um this energy that mm. isn't helpful and you can even if you're just yeah. thinking the thoughts you can often sense that i mean it's similar as a physician like if i tell somebody you should do this and you should do that now i do mm. have to say there's some patients who I have to just like, they're not going to do shit until I'm like, you need to do this. You need yeah. to do that because they're like grown children. <laughs> they mm. Just, you know, I yeah. think especially of my sort of 50, 60 year old men, they just yeah. need to be told what to do or their wife kind of brings them in. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I guess there's a, there's a difference there. There wasn't that in the message that you're delivering in that situation mm. is, is saying you can carry on behaving the way that you are. However, this is going to be the consequence, severe consequence to your health. Oh, yeah. So even then you can switch that, can't you, in that, yeah. you know, you need to stop smoking 40 cigarettes a day. Yeah. You can carry on behaving like that. You however. can carry on doing that. But yeah. there's a lot of bad shit at the end of that road and yeah. it's not too far ahead. Yeah. So you could yeah. also quit yeah. and avoid those and have yeah. a healthier life. Yeah. No, that's true. There's a reframe. Yeah. I, I would say, though, the most of the time, like, shoulds, even from my mouth, really don't go anywhere. Like no. everyone's got enough choices in life. They're just, they're going to tune me out and not come back to me if I keep shooting all over them. Uh, <laughs> but you're right, like coaches, and it's funny too, because like, I, yeah, as a physician, it comes out in my clinical practice too, is mm. I sort of like, this is an opportunity, totally your choice. Yeah. Your choice, I have a recommendation, but what you do, I mean, this is an opportunity to start to live well, feel better, yeah. you know, have an improved quality of life health outcomes yeah would you like to take that oh yeah <laughs> yes I would <laughs> yes 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 yeah and it is the same when we're, yeah we're <laughs> when we're talking to ourselves as well it's rather than using the word I should it's to replace that word with I get to oh I love that yes because yes, if we haven't yes. got the opportunity to do something it's because of maybe that's because of ill health you know I get I get to go on that treadmill every day I mm. get to look after my body so that my body can look after me. Right. If we replace it and have a reframe in that way, then we're more inclined to do something. Mm. God, really got to get on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, that's really helpful today. <laughs> I know. It's staring at you right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was obviously yeah. on my mind because last night when I went to sleep, I had, a, had dreams about uh, mindset. And I was having conversations going, but it's all in the mindset. It's all in the mindset. You've got the ability. <laughs> so obviously there was a, that, that, um, the scales were playing on my mind. Oh, of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh man, that's a great, that's a great relationship news. That's so, that's so right. 
it's even something as when I'm, you know, when we're coaching people, right. And they're like, but I should do this and I should do that. And you're like, well, look back and, and sort of figure out like, why haven't you done it yet? Well, because there's no energy to it. Should doesn't yeah. give us any motivating energy. So no, no wonder you haven't done it. Yeah. So do you want to do that? And if you don't, let's not put that on our action list because yeah. we're not going to get stuff done by beating ourselves up. Like that's not the way that we make long-term change. Mm. I think the thing that really throws people off, I remember one day, one time in my early twenties, I think I just ate like hot dogs and lettuce for like three months. And I just mm. lost a lot of weight and worked the worked out like along. And I'd never had a period like this. And I remember being really pleased with the outcomes. And you know, that's mm. when you're in your twenties and you're just ridiculous and, and whatever. And all this sort of like identify, uh, you know, your identity is tied into your weight and all this sort of stuff. Anyways. Mm. So for years after that, I really like beat myself up. Like you should do that. Something like that again. Because I kind of looked back and I'm like, why can't I get back to what I did then? But it's yeah. because it was like this completely unnatural, ridiculous thing that I did. There was mm. no sustainability in that. So we can all do ridiculously um, intense, whether a workout yeah. or a work period, or we can do something that doesn't come from an internal source for a short period of time, but not for a long period of time and not no. sustainably. No, it's not sustainable. You've got to find a way that works for you, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I do think it is about having some balance. It is about mm. what is going to make me happy as well as mm -hmm. produce the outcomes that, I'm, that I would like. Yeah. And that's the same in your relationship with your partner, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. There's, there's folks who might be like, I want to do a half marathon. I should do a half marathon. And, mm. But when you dive down, like, what would you really like to do? Yeah. Um, I would really like to do a... A yoga class, a gentle yoga class in a group setting because I really mm. like social environments. Perfect. So, but I feel like I should be running because that's what everyone else is doing. Right. But what mm. does your body call to do? Mm, yeah. It's actually called to do yoga. So, what's yeah. a healthier mindset for you? Mm. Probably the yoga. Yeah. Well, let's sign up for a yoga class and and start to let go of that expectation to be just like I don't know, pounding on your knees, running. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. No conformists needed here. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a conforming free zone. It certainly is. Yeah, free from nice. judgment. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you for that. You are welcome. Yeah, Would you like, like a hot topic? Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. help you overcome challenges in your relationship i mean yes but the brilliance <laughs> in this question is like what do we mean by connection <gasps> mm. yeah yeah da, da, da. okay so cool what, and what would you say is connection in a relationship oh my gosh this is i don't know why this is really really big because um you can feel like Again, we always talk about that sort of like, oh my gosh, I've just met this person. They're amazing. We have everything mm. in common together. We can spend five days together and never get bored. We never fight, blah, blah. And that's all that sort of like spontaneous desire that is sort of that lovesick sort of love, mm. you know, but that's not connection. Mm. And, and so connection, I think we really start to grow when that spontaneous desire starts to go by the wayside. And then we start to sort of grow deeper roots or we have the opportunity yeah. to grow deeper roots. Mm. So it's a lot of stuff. So that's, that's sort of, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking time frame when I think about connection. It's not the first blush of a relationship is not, in my mind, connect, mm. true connection. And you only see that in the rear view mirror because everybody remembers when they first met their person. And they're yeah. like, oh my God, we weren't connected. I was 
like dope sick in love with them Mm. in that sort of way. But I did not, I wasn't connected with them. Yeah. (laughs) I had my own idea of who they are, uh, but that wasn't true. And so, yeah. Anyways, Mm. before I start yabbering off, what is connection for you? I think, well, that, that first connection that you're talking about, that's often like a very physical um, sexual chemistry type connection mm-hmm. and I think that's important in a relationship as well to feel mm-hmm. like you've got some sort of physical um, you know physical chemical mm-hmm. uh, connection or attraction so you've got something there but I think then the stuff that you're talking about after that is more around an emotional connection mm-hmm. as well as physical and um, or an intellectual connection Mm. where a lot of it I think is about being able to be yourself and feel Mm. like you're accepted for who you are Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that whole connection of and that surety that actually what we've got is real Mm. that for me I think is Mm. that kind of it's that wise owl that knowingness I just know that we're connected I know that we've got something that bonds us together we trust each other so there's lots of these other words that come up when I think about connection as well but it's almost like a whole set of things it's not just one thing I don't think you're right when you first meet that really is just that kind of dopamine hit that chemical reaction that's happening that creates this connection because as human beings we really do need to form bonds with other human Mm -hmm. beings and your body's wired for that isn't it so when you meet somebody who you do feel like there's a strong bond or connection like an instant then you're you want more of mm-hmm. that quite rightly so because we're wired for it mm-hmm. but over time you need more than just that physical chemical rush that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. we need to feel safe and secure in a relationship and that for me is what connection's all about as well mm. mm-hmm. yeah for me connection is an active process and the reason why I say that is because with me and my dude living in different countries mm. now, you realize the things you take for granted is just, yeah. you know, I think I think also of, of all the couples that I coach who are raising children mm. is because so many things pull them apart in the day and they become mm. more and more distant. Yeah. Connection is an active process of coming back to the other mm. where the day-to-day is forcing them apart. Yeah. And and one of the thing is, is to start to see what are our common interests to be able to build things that we like to do together. Mm. Uh, it's, it's quite a, a trend where folks get together, but they realize that they don't actually have shared common, they haven't established their shared common interests yeah. or activities. And they're often sort of playing solo or again, you know, uh, just the day-to-day of raising kids and they kind of lose themselves because they don't have concerted, connected time to each other, which yes. is not a natural thing because a lot of the times, you know, he likes video games. He likes, you know, hiking and, and doing Ironmans or she likes, you know, whatever, mm. um, you know, reading a book or so forth. Yeah. So yeah, connection is, 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 um, it's, it's a, an Easter egg hunt to try to find the things that you actually can and, and, uh, are excited to do together. Mm. I think that's, I guess that's more action uh, in my mind. Yeah, but it is possible to feel connected to somebody whilst doing different activities. So Mm. I think if you've got a true connection and a true bond to your partner, then you will feel connected even if you're just in the same room, but you're doing different activities or... Mm. Tell us about, I'm curious, because like, yes, but not automatically so. So like, what would foster active, what would foster that connection? Like, what kind of active sort of gestures might you do? 
I think it's the sense. trust, the trust element. I think the um, it's the things that you say and do that help your partner to feel safe and secure and trust you as a mm. as a partner and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got to be reciprocal mm-hmm. for that connection to work. You've both got to be feeling the same way about mm. the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then in that, when you're in that kind of magical sweet spot, I think the connection, that bond is is formed as part of that because you you feel safe mm. and you feel secure in the the relationship that you have mm. therefore you can be sat just doing I don't know like if if I think about us traveling back from from holiday together we can be sat there reading books or doing different activities but still feel connected in that space mm. because we know that we're together and it may be that you know maybe you just reach out and you touch your partner's knee or stroke mm. the hair like you so you might have some physical touch alongside it but if you're not a touchy-feely person you probably haven't got that mm. but you could still feel like in that moment in time you are still together even though you're not really saying a lot but there's a mm. there's a positive energy that goes with it mm. Unlike the brooding energy that I sometimes have if, I, if we're doing separate activities but in the same place and sometimes I'm sort of brooding and passive-aggressively like, it's and not that. happening because you're not happy. No. Yeah. <laughs> in a word, no. Um, but that happens because you're not comfortable with, mm-hmm. there's a there's a, an expectation or a need that isn't being met. You're not comfortable with that space mm-hmm. together mm. because one party wants one thing and the other wants something different in that moment. Correct. And I haven't articulated it. Yeah. But I'm trying to get it out of silent treatment. Yeah. Which we know doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep trying to make it work. It doesn't work. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So so oh. in terms of how the connection then over helps you overcome challenges in your relationships. Man. So, you know, imagine that you've got, you're standing on this firm like this firmament, this really mm. strong, sturdy, so which yeah. is what that connection is. Yeah. So I guess similarly to a storm, if, you've, if your house is built on a strong foundation and that storm comes along, uh, you know that you're standing on something that you have built together that mm. will last. And so you don't freak out in yeah. the storm, which is super important. And, and I think that comes back to the safety element because I can trust that in that moment when things aren't great and we're faced with this challenge that maybe we didn't expect or um, we don't know how to overcome, just holding on to the fact that I know that everything's going to be okay once we get past this point, Mm. that gives you a sense of safety and a surety to be able to move through it. Often when we're in that situation and we're fearful that the relationship maybe won't withstand this challenge or this storm that's happening then we do things that maybe wouldn't ordinarily because we act in such a way that is is out of fear and out of um just sheer terrifiedness of what Mm -hmm. the future might hold and how the future may no longer have this partner in it but if we've got that surety there's such a different feel about it the the Mm -hmm. whole energy itself is because we know that the storm will pass and we know that we'll often be stronger as a result of it. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. because I think the tendencies when we freak out are hysterical bonding. So we start to freak out and we try to kind of glom ourselves onto our partner in a way that is yeah. not at all our best. I suppose mm. it's not at all in a powerful sense. Or we push our partner away and make them our enemy in yeah. the storm. Yeah, 
So both and both of those are examples of um, poor attachment um, connection because if we're not, we're, you know, we're, we'll go to some of those places of either avoidance, which is the right and withholding love because you don't deserve it anymore because we're in such a bad position. Or we go to the anxious type of attachment where mm. actually I need to cling on to you now because I can't bear the thought of you not being here. I'm so mm. terrified that I'm now going to suffocate you mm. um, in a bid to keep a hold of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which at the moment that you're in it, we don't see those things because the brain is too busy um, having a little uh, meltdown and malfunction. Yeah. Yeah. That goes, I just need to do whatever I need to do to uh, to get me out of this situation. And we're not behaving in a kind of thoughtful or um, mindful way. We, we are just panicking and reacting at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think an interesting question to yourself, which I would coach around is when the storm comes up is like, mm. if you trusted that you would make it through and yeah. you would survive this crisis, how yeah. would you show up? to your partner yeah. into the situation right now yeah yeah and that feels much more in control mm. <gasps> Whew. the rpm just like oh yeah <laughs> man in my clinical practice and in my coaching like it's often just recognizing that this is a hamster wheel that is just spinning way too fast mm. and it's all about just like slowing the hamster wheel down yeah i can't say the number of times i talk about like slowing the hamster wheel down <laughs> because you can make better decisions with a slower hamster wheel (laughs) absolutely but it's really easy to get caught up in everything that's going on and everything that's around us and getting getting overwhelmed and but I think Mm -hmm. one of the most important things is recognition of your own behavior and your own trigger Mm -hmm. points so when we were traveling back the I had a funny feeling something was going to go wrong with the transfer back to the airport Mm -hmm. so we had a transfer booked because uh, I like to know that I'm going to turn up on time, everything's going to be fine. Mm. So I'd asked what time the transfer was, I was told, and we're there in plenty of time waiting for the transfer. Mm. So 10 minutes afterwards, I said, there's something not right. Like, And I'd had an uneasy feeling about it all morning. Mm. And I was starting to get then anxious because I hate being late for... um for planes trains automobiles anything I like to kind of because planes I always used to say to my kids when they were little planes don't wait for people (laughs) yes so Mm -hmm. we need to be on it on time Mm because they're not going to hang around um so and I've always had the same the same thing so and as I get older I know that I get more and more anxious when I'm traveling because of kind of hold-ups and you just know that there's more um propensity for things to go wrong when you get older mm-hmm. whereas when you're young you just think ah, everything's going to be grand I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about a thing <laughs> and um, wait for me yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and I could so I could feel my anxiety levels going and I so I was explaining to my partner I was like right I said this doesn't feel right I feel I'm starting to feel anxious and then um so eventually we found out that the um rang they said they were going to be 10 minutes so I was still within a good tolerance of of window and then they rang back and said they actually missed us so they hadn't picked us up at all oh my god so you can imagine by this point I am through the roof my my partner's still like it'll be fine it'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) how will it be fine but yes so but it is understanding your kind of trigger points so that for me I knew was kind of um you know a, a bad trigger point for me mm. and then and I knew as well the other thing I thought any minute now I was going to say I'm just going to go to the toilet 
Oh my God. Yes. Oh my and God, I knew it was coming and then sure enough, I'm oh just going to go. Just... I said, if that transfer comes, I am on that bus. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. So, yeah. So eventually they did send a taxi for us. Um, and But by talking about it and saying, this is what's going on for me, and him understanding that that's what was going on for me helps to take a lot of the, um, a lot of those kind of moody silences or, mm. um, you know, stomping around or irrational behavior that we all do and have done. Um, it takes it out of the situation because we're communicating about how I'm feeling. And, mm. um, and then there can be some kind of support that comes back to help in that situation. Although going to the toilet five minutes before was not that support for Oh my God. <laughs> oh, there are people like that. <laughs> Wow. Oh, so I think having that strong bond and that strong connection and understanding each other mm. in a lot more detail, which comes over time as you kind of, in, but I, I guess you've got to want to seek out that connection. You've got to want to understand your partner better. Mm-hmm. And that way the bond is, is stronger that you are able to weather some of the storms. Yeah. Or late oh. taxis or transfers. <laughs> I don't turn up. Oh my God. <gasps> Oh my gosh, yes, true. Nice. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Would you like a question this week? Oh yes, let's go. Okay. Today's question. My partner and I are bickering all of the time. We've been together for two years, but it feels like all the fun has gone out of the relationship. Should I end it? <laughs> what (laughs) (laughs) yes no (laughs) is this a binary question yeah well it is actually quite well connected to Mm. everything that we've discussed so far (laughs) when you think about it so Mm -hmm. but the the big this is the that avoidant attachment style like oh we're it's not working i need a cut and run now the all the fun has disappeared there is nothing left we have no connection we have yeah. no connection. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also the use of um, we're bickering all of the time. So my oh, question, it's always or never. It's mm. always. Yeah. So the question is, okay, are you really categorically bickering all of the time? Yes or no? Mm. The answer is generally no in that situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, lots, lots to unpack. Lots of little goodies here. So one of the things that is curious is, and I bring up, this comes up all the time, especially with folks where they were raised in a household where their parents never fought. Now, interestingly, Mm. some of those relationships never fought in front of the kids and they also divorced. Yeah, yeah. Or they've never fought. I'm holding my hand up. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. So it's weird that, you know, there's some judgment about this bickering, that it's a bad thing. Mm. I maybe didn't see that. I don't know, you know. So the fact that they're like, you know, what is bickering? It's communication. It is. Is yeah. it totally is it productive healthy? communication? <laughs> but it is some form of communication. So it's not it all is. bad. Yeah. No, and I and I agree as well. I think we we have a really poor judgment or view about arguing or bickering or whatever terminology we want to use where the lack of, of harmony we view that as a positive thing whereas we know that when you're having a discussion or a disagreement or you're bickering or you're having an argument um as long as it's not too toxic and um spiteful and Mm. 
disrespectful with each other, then you are finding out something new about your partner. Mm-hmm. Might not be what you want to find out, but yeah. you're finding out something and then you've got the chance there to say, well, what do I want to do with that? So yeah. Yeah. for me, I think there's a couple of things in here. So one one is the bickering and, and actually they're not dealing with it well by the sounds of it. So they're not able mm-hmm. to come out the back of the bickering in a healthy manner mm-hmm. and understand each other better. So they're not... There's a lack of connection in that respect because mm. they're not seeking to understand each other. Mm. I think the second thing is there's all the fun's gone out of the re- the relationship. So again, we're kind of catastrophizing it because has it really? Or, um, you know, what were you doing before that you weren't, that you're not doing now? Or there's something that kind of, there's something that feels like it's switched or there's like an expectation that's just missing the mark. And it's funny that they say two years, right? So two years Mm. is kind of that time where we move from the sprint, you know, those muscles and the metabolism that is made, that is evolutionarily engineered for us to run a hundred meters versus you're switching into the long fiber muscles, sort of the Mm. long-term sort of that marathon muscle stuff. And that Mm. switch doesn't happen without effort and work. So what I'm hearing is that they're kind of expecting fun to be there. And they're just sort of watching fun go away without seeing that making fun is actually an active process. Like you have to create, the fun is gone. Well, you have to create activities that bring you into connection and create fun. It's not going to happen, you know, like uh, your kids, their their room is not going to be magically cleaned by the magic fairy. You have to clean your room. It's never going to be clean. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) The dishwasher doesn't load itself. (laughs) I was really impressed by something this week though. Oh. My son shut a cupboard door involuntarily oh. without me having to ask him after getting oh. a glass. <gasps> See? It's a miracle. A minor miracle. Isn't it funny? Like, remember a few, <laughs> maybe a month or two ago, and you were like, I know for sure that one day he's going to learn to shut the cupboard door. Yes. And it happened. Because some, he got caught by somebody he really respects, maybe at school or something like that, to be like, close the cupboard door. And he's like, oh, yes, I should do that. I'll do that. There, there was a there was a slight look where I just kind of looked and he and he just shut the cupboard door. It's like, oh, See, isn't that beautiful? You'd get there. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think um, the, the thing is in this situation, like in all relationships, so whether it's the cupboard door incident or I feel like kind of all the fun has disappeared, it a lot of it is around how do I, um, how, you know, how is it that we connect and do have fun together? What is it? Um, that we really truly enjoy doing together and how do you separate the things that you don't enjoy mm. um, if we were actually having a conversation before we came on air about the things that we like to do with our partners and the things that we've recognized that we don't and that kind of whole awareness I think is really potentially what's missing here as this couple you're right they're kind of they're going over the edge of the cliff now and it mm. feels like they're plummeting. Mm-hmm. The reality is this is now the best possible time to get greater connection mm. and to maybe go into a new discovery phase in the relationship. Mm. And the discovery is often like, you may not want to do the things that I consider fun. I may not mm. want to do the things that you consider fun, but we can create things we've never even thought about that like, yeah. whoa, we actually enjoy. Yeah. That's key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the person who's like, okay, do I just end it? Are we done? Yeah, well, maybe you are. Not all relationships are meant to last forever. Word. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's awesome. <laughs> That's like some super awesome wisdom. It's true. But it's, but it is really impossible to tell from this situation. Or, you know, should they just end it? It's only you yourself know truly. If you dig down and really listen to your intuition and your gut, what does it really tell you? Does it tell you that it's, you know, the relationship has just run its course or... Are there more and more things that are coming out that actually don't kind of, you know, don't please you or make you happy or, you know, or is it just that you've reached that stage where you need to put a bit of effort in and um, and maybe you just don't know how to do it? Like, mm-hmm. we're just not great at that sort of thing. Nobody taught us. There isn't a manual. Well, there probably is several manuals by now, but you know, we don't even want to read them. We, want, we don't want to read the manuals. No, we want. <laughs> That's the truth. We want Instagram just to tell us in a 30 second reel what we should do. <laughs> right. Or install the dishwasher just by intuition. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Following steps just seems so, yeah. Yeah. I think you, you do know in your heart of hearts, is this, can I see a future? Does this person add something to my life? Do I add something to their life? And do I feel like there is some connection there? How would... How would I feel if this person was no longer in my life? True. Yeah. And these are some of the hardest questions, I think, for couples who are in this position. And this is not uncommon at all. Um, when I work with um, with clients who are struggling in relationships, the, this is the thing that comes up. Like, should we end yeah. it? And yeah. it's the hardest. It is one of the hardest decisions to make because quite often we're not actually in touch with who we are as people let alone in touch with who our partners are. Mm. It's this kind of mirage about what we think it's, what we think's going on. We're not really truly in touch with it. Mm-mm. It's true. Mm. You know, the thing that is a theme is, sure, we might end it, but what if we were to, along the way to deciding that, learn how to communicate better, learn how to understand and hear mm. each other, really hear each other in a more enriched way and without attachment to the outcome, yeah. with all the cards on the table, and then assess. So, you know, I haven't told you over two years that this is a need that is a need of mine, and I haven't mm-hmm. told you, and I've been building up resentment. So, you know, now I'm going to start to sort of say, I'd love it if you could, and that gets back to the relationship yeah. news, is yeah, yeah. I'd love it if you could buy me flowers. That's really important mm-hmm. to me. I'd love it if you could give me a shoulder massage or some sort of physical affection. It's mm-hmm. really important to me. And if the other person says, I hear that, I really do hear that, but that is something I can't give to you or I don't want to mm-hmm. give to you, And then you can sort of walk away and say, okay, you know what? We tried everything. All the cards were on the table. A lot of people are a lot more resolved to ending a relationship if they say, we tried everything. We really Mm. didn't give it our shot. And now we're walking away in amicable fashion to say, aha, you know what? We're understanding each other. We're hearing each other um, for the first time. And we both agree that's not compatible. Or, you know, perhaps it's never a 50-50 agreement, but... But that all sounds terribly grown up, though, doesn't it? Oh and my we're God. not. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm not. Is that, is that anxiety? I listen and thinking, yeah, that would be really super good if we could do that. I know. <laughs> I can tell you in my life I don't. <laughs> but I don't. it is it is really, really hard. But I think it's hard because we're not used mm-hmm. to saying the words. We're not also not used to asking for what we want in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time we don't know we don't know what we want. We're very quick to say what we don't want but we're not really attuned to connecting to what we do want in life oh. and we're surrounded by all of these um social norms or that we feel like we should be conforming to so 
that's the other thing for me in this question is what what is it you're measuring the mm. fun against is it mm. is it instagram mm-hmm. is it mm. you know other people's facebook posts is it kind of they're all lies it's true <laughs> they really are all lies i it promise is you true but you're only ever see, you're only seeing what you want to see in that instance as well and you're only seeing what they want you to believe it's not that's it's not a full mm-hmm. picture you know if we um I always remember once there was this TV program on about people driving. It was just a reality thing mm-hmm. about people in the car with their families and some of the conversations that <laughs> this they is had. So awesome. Yeah. But it was actually brilliant because I <laughs> at the time my kids were a lot smaller and you would have more kind of like the kids would be fighting or that you'd be late or nobody would leave the house for um for school on time and you were always rushing therefore you were always a bit grumpy and I just thought oh god like I bet you everybody else and it comes back to this comparison I bet you everybody else is having a lovely Walton moment in their car singing along to Disney tunes while we're all sulking at each other (laughs) but the reality is there was loads of people with with family situations just exactly the same yes so we're all we're totally validating hey yeah but we're all there mm-hmm. kind of thinking everybody else's kids can get out to school on time it's just mine that can't and it's just not true mm-hmm. we're all in the same boat yeah and if you believe that and realize we're all dysfunctional we're all you know with that we're all just trying our best yeah. we're all just trying our best yeah. yeah so how does that then free you up to try your best yeah in taking whatever actions you need to to be able to get clarity about your relationship mm. to be able to sort of inject the energy that you'd yeah. like to see Mm. and to be able to sort of make the decisions that feel powerful yeah a good way to separate the kind of that societal pressure is to think if it was just me and my partner in a bubble Mm. what would we be doing without Mm. kind of the judgment or the eyes of the rest of the world what would make us happy Mm. and I often find in that situation the answers that come back are really kind of small um more kind of just more kind of gentle small tender gestures rather than kind of big grand instagrammable moments Mm, that's true Mm. yeah well it's making me think about all of my fatalistic like yeah it again it's slowing the hamster wheel on a lot of my thoughts because I I can be that person I'm always that person asking the question it feels like (laughs) but yeah yeah (laughs) Just it's switching gears from that sort of, oh my God, fatalistic, are we done? Slowing yeah. it down. And I like that. It's like if we were just two people, you know, in a bubble, yeah. what would happiness and success mean for us and for me? Yeah. 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 Nice. Cool. Well, we're all left contemplating relationships. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you brought some good stuff back with you from Cyprus. Yes. That, that oh, trick I did you renewed, good. Renewed energy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Which is hopefully mm. the tone for our spring. Yes. As we I'm had like a snowstorm. <laughs> I feel generally yeah. like there's a good kind of air. There's a good vibe. We're in a good, yeah. I don't know whether there's like a good moon going on or um, whatever's happening. But it does feel like we're in that kind of rebirth and mm. just reconnection with the outside world again. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Mm. I think it's because you and I are sort of in the zone where we're both able to to sort of pop off for a vacation um mm. the start of the, the start of something new after something old is is yeah. you know we both actually have this transition from work in the same week yeah. on the same day which is kind of cool yeah. so i think that's giving us some energy as well new yeah. beginnings 
yeah, we do need kind of, and I, and I think this is probably why we question relationships quite a lot, don't we? Because we like fresh beginnings. Yeah. We like things to be new. We like that kind of shiny new thing syndrome where we've got kind of a new toy to play with. It's just mm. in life that's because we like to discover things. Yeah. And it, I think it does mean that people do question their relationships or question yeah. is they say it. Yeah. That's true. I think for the last two years, we've been having to sort of make do with old. So relishing mm. old travel memories, just being yeah. locked inside, nothing new injecting mm. into our lives. There's been hardship. And I, so, you know, while we try to help people discover the new within something that is yes. not new, mm. we are being kicked along and we are being aided by a real rebirth in terms yeah. of there actually are new shiny objects in our life. Like it, sometimes it's just nice. It is nice to have like the world looking yeah. a bit different and being yeah. able to get on a damn plane again, which is Amen super to that. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so we try to help you what make new from sort of not new. Yeah. And uh, we're also like, and thank God there's some new stuff to do. Right. Yes. <laughs> we are all needing it. Oh, man. Oh. Awesome. All right. Right. Well. Thank yeah. you very much. So my thank you. Pleasure recording today. A spirited discussion today. Mm, yeah, indeed. Yeah. So until next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.